Welcome to The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm your host, Barrett Brooks. I'm the COO at ConvertKit. My co-host is our CEO, Nathan Barry. We're on a mission to help creators earn a living, and this is a show about turning anxious energy into creative output during times of uncertainty. We're here. Day one. Welcome to The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm Barrett Brooks. This is Nathan Barry. We are uh, the CEO and COO of ConvertKit, uh, email marketing platform on a mission to help creators earn a living. Um, I'll leave it up to you to figure out which one of us is CEO and which one's COO. That's for another day. But we wanted to start this podcast because um, it's an interesting time to be alive. We're living through what uh, history books will be written about right now. This will definitely be one of those things that ends up at least as a footnote in some books um, sometime in the future. And uh, Nathan and I found ourselves just really kind of anxious about what's going on in the world and realizing that so much of our energy was getting channeled into mostly unproductive and challenging learning about what's going on in the world. And we wanted an outlet, basically a creative outlet to be able to channel that energy into something more productive and something that serves our community. So here we are, Nathan, anything to add to that? Why, why did we do this to begin with? Well, first this started yesterday afternoon, four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Within 24 hours, we, we went from idea to live here. Oh man. Well, so I think the, the biggest thing is I watched a habit in myself and then also in uh, our team, right? We get to see it play out over 50 people uh, on the Converka mm-hmm. team of going in this cycle, right? And, and uh, cycle works something like this. You check Twitter and you're like, whoa, okay, the world's falling apart. And you're like, okay, but numerically speaking, how much is the world falling apart? So of course you go to that uh, Johns Hopkins dashboard because uh, you got to have, naturally, you know, it looks like, like the black background, the red circles, yep, okay. So, okay, numerically speaking, the world is for sure falling apart, but okay, monetarily speaking, how bad is it? So then we go check the, tech, uh, check the Dow Jones. Yep, things are bad. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get some work done. Oh, but hold on, maybe something else has happened on Twitter. And so you end up in that cycle. And that's what <laughs> that's what I noticed in myself. And it just builds this anxiety. And we realize, okay, what do we do when we get to that point? Well, I think the biggest thing is that you take a step back and you create. And so that's what we wanted to do. Um, also having this idea that we're going to be in this probably for a long time. Like, I don't, I don't know that we make predictions on this show. This show is brand new, so... Who knows? But uh, my prediction is that this is not this week or next week. Uh, this is for a lot longer than that. And so we want to come in and have this voice of calm and this voice of uh, uh, voice of reason saying, hey, you know, get back to creating. Uh, take care of your family. Take care of everything that needs to be done. But also don't live in this place of anxiety. Instead, focus on creating. Yeah, Totally. Um, just so everyone in the chat knows, there's a 20 second delay between what we say and when you hear it. So if we take a minute to catch up to your your questions and things there, um, don't worry, they will get to us. Um, I would love, everyone's already kind of doing this on their own, but if you want to share kind of where you're tuning in from and introduce yourself to the people in the chat, um, that's awesome. I love that y'all are already jumping in there. Uh, I thought I would just run through and read a quick tweet thread I did this morning about where like kind of my perspective on where this came from and why this matters right now. And then maybe we can get into what the format for this is going to be, because it's going to be a a daily show, but we've got a little bit of an outline that we plan to follow. So here's what I said on Twitter. 
Uh, in times of uncertainty like these, I always turn to voices I trust to reassure me, guide me, and help me through with an even, steady mindset. For me, that's people like uh, Michael Barbaro from the New York Times Daily, uh, Krista Tippett from On Being, which is just a show full of wisdom, um, Maria Popova, who is just a wonderful thinker and calm voice, um, Seth Godin. Those are just some of the people that I turn to when I need to kind of check out of the daily news stream and check back into the more like eternal stream of wisdom in the world. But it's easy to get lost in anxiety, worry, fear, and doubt when it's so abundantly clear we don't know what's to come. That anxious energy needs a place to go. It needs something to do, something to believe in, something to refocus on. One outlet is to turn your, to your creative potential. Make a project, write a short story or poem, create an album, practice a new stand-up routine, dream up new recipes. For creators, this might be the most productive, healthy way to channel that energy. The easiest thing to do is to clam up, shut down, or withdraw. But if we really go back to who we are as creators, we have this power during times like these where everyone you know, every single person in your audience is sitting at home and looking for a way to take their minds off things. And you, as a creator, have this chance. You can be a respite from all of this news source coming into people's brains. You can give them something else to focus on, entertainment or education or just personal connection. You're the people who can create the art that can distract people from all the things that are hard to think about right now. Uh, I've seen this trend of, of some creators saying, you know, I don't know if I should even be doing anything in my business right now. Like, how can I go on creating if so many people are suffering and there's so much uncertainty? And my message to you is there's nothing more important than you creating right now. You are the source of all, like, there's no sports on TV. TV shows are being canceled. There's no daily show. There's no nothing right now. And so what we've got, what we're left with is independent creators like you that people want to hear from. You've spent years or weeks or months building trust with your audience, and now they want you to be a stable, a source of stability for them. And that doesn't mean you need to carry that as pressure. You know, if you can't do that right now, that's okay too. Um, but I think it's a massive opportunity. And so the idea here was let's do that ourselves. Like, let's go back to our roots as creators. Nathan had a blog for years. I had a blog for years. Occasionally we still blog on occasion. From, um, from time to time it happens. Yes. And um, and this is our chance to be that stable, steady voice for, for all of you. So I really hope that um, you'll enjoy it as we go. And our goal will be, yeah, we're going to check in on how we're doing for sure. Um, just in the current environment, you can't not talk about it, but we're also going to talk about what it takes to keep creating. What does it mean to be a creator in a world that has a ton of uncertainty and, and what's our role in all of this? So we're going to get into some of that, but Nathan, you want to kind of share the format we have in mind for this every day? Yeah. So we're going to go live at the same time every day. Uh, you'll get to hear from Barrett and I check in on, on the world. You know, we might even indulge the habit of, uh, the numbers and a little bit of the news, um, get that out of the way. And then uh, we're gonna dive into a particular topic for the day and then we wanna share uh, some of our favorite creators who you can follow. Um, we'd love to feature some listeners in here. So if you're in the chat or something like that and you wanna, um, you know, you do some of the exercises and stuff that we do and you wanna share those, then uh, we'll feature those. And then we wanna share a resource of the day, something we're learning, a tool we're using, any of that. And then we'll kind of have a closing, either a closing thought um, or like a call to action, something to do as a creator between today and tomorrow. And then hopefully you'll be able to survive the entire weekend without us. Uh, but we'll just go with that format. Um, it's totally live to start. And then, you know, we're going to get it up on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else. So you can listen to it 
uh, as a daily podcast. A couple other things I would say is this is on the ConvertKit YouTube channel. Uh, we've got a ton of other great content on here, um, creator stories and all that that we'll feature. Um, but if you want to get notified of all of these, easiest thing to do is to hit subscribe there. And then if you're listening on uh, iTunes or somewhere else, then uh, we'll have links for, you know, subscribing, following there later. We just don't have any of that now because uh, we're, I think, uh, 20 hours into this idea. That's right. We're we're very much embracing the whole uh, done is better than perfect idea here. So um, we're going to work on improving audio and then getting getting all the streams out there. But um, so let's follow our format then. And uh, I just want to check in, Nathan, what's going on in your world? How, how are you doing with everything that's uh, all the developments in the last day or so? Well, actually, let's use that as an opportunity to introduce a format that we do with the team a lot. Uh, and we learned this from our friends over at Reboot. And that's what we call red, yellow, green. And so the idea, basically, we kick off meetings at ConvertKit this way. Um, and we just ask, how are you? And it's easy to say, like, oh, you know, I'm good. And that doesn't answer the question. It's easy to gloss over uh, a lot in there. And so the idea is that um, green would be like, oh, I'm excited. I'm here. I'm 100% present. Can't wait to dive into what we have here. Yellow would be, you know, there might be some things going on in personal life, something else that is giving me a little anxiety. Maybe it's hard for me to be present. Maybe it was really hard to get the kids off to school this uh, this morning. You don't have to do that anymore for most of you. Uh, they're just home now. Now, um, it might be that like I'm yellow because I'm excited to be here, but there's crazy things going on in the world. And then red would give you an opportunity to say like, um, I'm red and this is why. Or you don't even have to just say why. You could say I'm red and uh, there's some things going on in my life. Um, that kind of thing. So that's a format we use in all of our meetings, conversations. Very, you and I jump on and, and that's what we always start with. And so following that format, I would say I'm yellow trending towards green. I think yesterday morning was very much like a, what are we even doing this time? Like, and that was solidly yellow. Like you just feel this anxiety building and, and it needs an outlet. And so then when we talked and we came up with the idea of doing this, then it was like, oh, there's the outlet right? And that channels into green. And so I think that's kind of where I'm at. The kids are home from school. There's no soccer. There's no, no gym, nothing like that, but everybody's doing well. And you know, none of us are sick and we feel pretty grateful for that. So what about you? Um, I'd say I'm, I'm yellow too. You know, it's been interesting. I've been, we both kind of been really tuned in to this whole pandemic thing for, for weeks now, you know, we've been making plans for our conference, for our team and um, trying to make sure that we are out in front of it. And so I feel like I experienced a lot of the kind of like anxiety weeks ago um, and thinking about how to prepare and what to do for our family and what to do for the company. And so now it's just kind of like adjusting to living in it, to seeing a lot of the things we thought might come true, coming true. The hardest part now and so at my house, we're a um, multi-generational household. So my in-laws live with us. Uh, my mother-in-law is childcare for our three-month-old son. And uh, my wife and I both work from home. So on some level, like a lot of life has not changed all that much. You know, we just have more food in the cabinets, basically. But other than that, things continue to move on. But we're also at a higher risk because of that. You know, we've got multiple ages of people here and we've got to be really intentional about that. The hardest part this week, though, has been seeing friends who weren't as tuned in or who maybe aren't as much part of like the technology space or leading companies where they needed to know what was going on early. 
now realizing how bad it's kind of getting and how serious it is with all of the different states putting in measures. And so like we had friends texting us yesterday that they're back and forth between kind of like crying and then being okay. And that's hard. You know, you carry some of that weight from other people and you want to be there with them and you can't really. And so I'd say that's the biggest thing going on right now. Yeah. It's interesting watching it play out because we did, we starting a month ago or more really set the company and the team and everything up for success. Um, watching it play out in other countries and realizing this is happening and, and it's serious. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely had those conversations over the weekend of people being like, ah, oh, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, ah, oh, like whatever trust you have in me, like I'm cashing in a little bit of that and please, please take it seriously. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So topic of the day, uh, our topic of the day is kind of why we believe what we're titling the show. The future belongs to creators. It's this kind of bold statement about what we think the future will hold and why we think that it's going to benefit all of you on this call and kind of uh, our entire audience at ConvertKit. So I'd love to just start with um, where, did, where did we first, I was actually trying to think about the answer to this. So I'm going to ask, ask you a question instead of answering it. Where did this come from? When did we first start talking about this? So I'm trying to think. It was probably Craft and Commerce um, a few years ago when we first used the phrase, the future belongs to creators. And I think we didn't even use it in a talk. I think we just titled my talk um, at Craft and Commerce, the future belongs to creators or why the future belongs to creators. And then it started to become this thing. And I actually wish that I had it with me. We now have it on notebooks and it'd be amazing if I could hold that up right now. Uh, Maybe tomorrow. Uh, You're looking around for your journal. It's got to be there somewhere. So we had, we worked with Baron Fig to create these beautiful notebooks for our team. But you know, it's it's a phrase that we've used more more and more over time, and and I think what we what we noticed is when we looked out on the world, so much of what's going on and everything else is just something that you're along along for the ride with, and creators take an opposite approach where they're like, I'm going to create the future, and it's not just like a creator is in like I think I will paint today or I think I will write today, but being a creator is really a mindset of taking control and taking ownership of everything. And so it's not just, I'm going to create this art, but also I'm going to create this outcome, uh, not, you know, in this relationship, in this conversation, in this business or whatever else. And so when we look at how the world is going to play out, then it's like, yeah, the future belongs to the people who take this creator mindset and say, I am a creator. And I'm going to take full responsibility for everything in my life. And, and I'm going to make it be, you know, what I want it to be. Yeah. I think for me, one of the biggest things that, so I got this chance years ago to go to something called um, the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And you probably read about it every year in like January about all the rich people getting on private jets. Well, they figured that they should invite some young people there to bring a little balance to the conversation and talk about how the world is changing and everything. So anyways, I got the chance to go and it was um, an incredible experience for a lot of different reasons. But one of the big things that I saw there and that I learned there was just how much, I mean, really the internet, this is going to sound like old news to everyone on this call, but how much the internet was changing everything from government structures to the way major corporations were treating their business to the way like they were talking about automation and robots and things like manufacturing and how that's going to change over time. And that conference, um, I was working at a company called Fizzle at the time. That conference reinforced my belief 
that educating on how to be an independent creator was more important than ever. And a lot of that is just how economies are changing around the world, how much we're relying on digital goods and digital infrastructure to drive almost everything. And realistically, how many different kinds of jobs are going to get automated or just not exist in 20 or 25 or 50 or 100 years. And that can be scary. But if you know how to create and you know how to build an audience, you know how to have a relationship with a group of people who really care about what you're putting out, it really kind of changes everything. It makes you very to the extent that you can be future-proof in a way, it allows you to be in a situation where you have control over whether your family can be okay financially and mentally. And I think that's really powerful. And so for me, the future belongs to creators is like, let's start telling everyone that now, because in the affirmative sense, if we look forward, it's this really opportunistic time to become a creator and build a skill set that other people want to learn from. But if you end up in a situation where you're forced into it, you can still be a creator. It's just a little bit of a tougher spot to be in. So I think that's kind of the message from my angle is this is where the world's going. There's going to need, there's like a return to this craftspeople movement of independent goods made locally that we can support and know the owners of and everything. And I think that's really powerful. And in some ways it's really exciting too. Yeah. And I, I really hone in on that craftsperson idea when you say that of, having something to channel your effort into and, and really get good at and hone. And then you end up in this this amazing place now to be able to share it with other people and let them follow along for the journey. And I think as we talk about how that's relevant now, like you, you alluded to this when you kicked it off of the feeling overall right now being like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be promotional on Twitter. I shouldn't, um, this is a special time. Like the only thing that we can do is talk about uh, the coronavirus. And, you know, this is a more important time than ever to keep creating. Actually, Sean McCabe, who uh, is here live with us in the chat, uh, he said something on Twitter, Instagram, or one of the many places that I follow him, where, you know, he just said like, shout out to the people who are continuing to create their normal stuff. Like that's what we need right now. And um, so like, if you think about the current environment, there's so much more attention that's there and ready to go into the next thing. So as we think about the future belongs to creators, it's like you're, you're at home and you get to practice your craft and you get to refine that. And then you have the largest audience of all time ready and eager online to consume and follow your journey and everything else. Um, and so it's kind of wild to think about in what's going to be, you know, the most hardship I think we've faced globally in a very, very long time. We're literally in a well, once in a hundred year event, maybe, maybe even more. And we're going to be hit on the social side, on the, the pandemic side, on the economic side all at once. Then you're like, okay, this, this is the time to create. There's never been a time to be, be a creator. And whenever people are saying like, nope, nope, it's not the time. Nope, just keep talking about what's wrong with the world. Like this is us giving you permission to say, no, you have something to share with the world that's more than just your panic cycle over what's going on and lean into that because there really has never been a better time to be a creator. Yeah, and you know, we were talking to the team yesterday about some plans we've got coming up to serve creators. We launched this thing called the Creator Fund to give micro grants to creators in need that have a shortage of income leading to trouble with mortgage or rent, food access, uh, childcare or medical expenses. 
And I think we've paid out like a 20 something thousand dollars so far of the $50,000 we committed to that. But we were talking with the team yesterday about what's next, you know, how can we continue to pour into creators during this time? And I highlighted exactly something that you were just saying, Nathan, which is that there's like these two halves of the, well, not the world, I don't want to divide the world into two halves, but from a creative standpoint, there are people at home with a ton of free time, no matter who you are. Everyone's got free time every night. On one side, you've got creators, people who are already creating or people who want to be creators, and they have all of the time to make new stuff if they can kind of create the mental space for a little while every day. Then on the other side, like you said, you've got all of this latent time and energy from people who are wanting to consume stuff. And a lot of that's being spent on Netflix and HBO and everything else, but certainly YouTube and blogs and reading and books and everything else are having a heyday as well. And as odd as that is to think about, it's an incredible opportunity. You've got, the, the way I put it to the team was, I think this might be the most opportune time for rapid audience growth in the last decade and maybe for the next decade because you never have a captive audience like this. Never. It just doesn't happen. People are always busy with their lives. And right now they want anything to distract them from what's going on in their lives. And you can do that. Yeah. Ooh, I was thinking about that. Uh, so many people talk about, and I think Seth Godin has talked about this maybe the most, about attention being the most important currency. And if you think about you know the Facebook and Google are billion dollar, you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of companies because they have, they can serve ads to, you know, they have your attention and they can sell ads to break into that. And so when everyone's spending all this money on, on advertising, they're really just trying to buy attention. And so this is one of the only times where you're not actually competing for attention. There is a surplus of attention and it's just looking for something to, to draw it in. And so, yeah, I agree with that, that this is probably a, a once in a decade, if not more, um, opportunity to to build an audience. And when you go about building that audience, it's like, I, I think there's three things to it. And maybe we'll dive into this more in future episodes. But one would be like, tell your story. What's unique about your life? What are your challenges? That kind of thing. The next is have a destination. Like, what is the journey? What are you trying to do? Are you, you're building this audience to... Um, make the transition from hourly work because wherever you're working now is completely closed down and that's not an option. And you're trying to get your first hundred subscribers for this thing, or, you know, whatever it is, like have that destination in mind because then people will come alongside you um, and help that happen. And then the third thing is just share that every step of the way. We say work in public because people want to see, okay, how many subscribers did you get today? Um, did you make your first sale on Etsy or wherever else? And and if you do those things, then like you're going to have the most encouraging, supportive audience of, I think, the century. Yeah. And I think, you know, you can do that within the context of the current environment. It's just like we're doing now. Like we're totally acknowledging we're in the same situation as everyone else. And we're just calling it out <laughs> at the top of every show. Here's how we're doing. Here's what we're thinking about right now. And then we're getting into stuff that we would normally talk about with a group of creators that we care about and that we want to teach and you can do the same thing. You know, you can be relevant to the current context and thoughtful and kind to the fact that people are suffering uh, in a lot of different places and it's still okay to keep creating. And so if I had kind of like one piece of advice before we get into our creators of the day and resources of the day, 
for how to treat this period of time, really maybe even like all of 2020, as hard as that might be to hear. But that's kind of what we're in for here. We're in for a months long thing. We're 12 to 18 months away in likely scenarios from a vaccine being ready. And so we're not talking about weeks of the world changing. We're talking about maybe a year or so. The way I would treat 2020 is that it would be my audience connection year. This would be the time when I'm creating the most authentic, like soul level work to connect with the people in my audience and really building trust now. And later will be the time to try and sell them stuff and get them to make decisions about you know, what to buy from you and everything. But here's the thing about treating it that way, treating it like my job is trust building in 2020. My job is consistent content production so that I connect with my audience. The thing about that is people will still buy your stuff. The people who have salaries and have incomes coming in and have that latent spending capacity that they're not using on going out or drinking or whatever they would normally do that they can't do right now, they'll buy your stuff because people buy stuff from people they like. And you don't have to have sales. You don't have to do launches. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just have to build trust right now. And that will lead to good long-term outcomes. So that's how I would treat 2020 as a creator. Yep. Agreed. Well, we're coming to the close of our time. We're going to have to get used to this 30 minute format. Um, we, we can talk for hours. Let's dive into uh, two creators to follow and then two resources. So my first creator, I just wanted to give a shout out to, to this guy. His name is Balaji Srinivasan, I think is how you would pronounce his name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. But um, Balaji was very early in kind of sounding the alarms on what was going on in the world. He's a technologist. He um, has a background in a medical startup and now works in cryptocurrencies. He had all of the right data early and he got plastered by the mainstream media for being alarmist and causing panic and all of this. And it turned out he was exactly right. And um, I was following him from the beginning of kind of this whole pandemic. And man, am I grateful for him walking me through logic that allowed me to think soundly and to be relatively calm about what was coming because he was kind of paving the path. So just a shout out to Balaji, man. He's had such a, a huge impact on a lot of people through his, his work and kind of staying the course in spite of being criticized. So anyways, just wanted to highlight him. Yeah, he's great. Um, I had the privilege of meeting him super briefly at an event last year. And so it's kind of interesting to see everything change since then. Um, the creator I want to highlight uh, is both of our good friend, James Clear, um, for two reasons. One, he stepped in in a huge way on the creator fund. Um, we were like, is this going? Like, here's this thing that we're doing. And within minutes of launching it, James texted both of us and said, hey, guys, I'm in for this huge donation. Uh, that was amazing. Um, but the reason I think you should follow him uh, is that habits are more important than ever in a time like this. And, uh, you know, like I'm really proud of the gym habit that I've built up and now I don't go to the gym. And this is like, what do I do with that? Right. I have to be very deliberate about turning that into another habit. So at a time when all of your structure in life goes away, uh, habits are going to be really important. And James with uh, his book, Atomic Habits and everything on Twitter is great to follow along with there. Agreed. Okay, resources of the day. Uh, for me, or from me, I'm gonna go back old school. This is one of the books that I return to again and again. It's called The Alchemist by pa Paolo Coelho. Um, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong as well. But uh, it's my favorite, especially for times like this when it's easy to get disconnected from who we are from an identity standpoint, to forget why we're in whatever we're in, to forget why we create what we create. And 
it's the perfect, I'm forgetting the word, allegory, whatever it's called. I can't remember what this style of story is. It's, it's a fiction book, but it's with a very important lesson about knowing essentially your purpose and why you're here. And I think whether you are a longtime creator or you're just getting started, kind of knowing that and connecting to that and reading a story that allows you to be a little more lighthearted than like, what's your mission? And let me help you define it right now. And it's more spiritual in a way. I think now would be a really good time to read it. And I think it would be a very grounding book to get into uh, if you haven't, especially if you haven't read it, but even if you have to return to it. That's a good one. Um, The one that I would have also a book, um, Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. Um, I'm only about halfway through it, but it seems very timely for right now. The basic premise is when someone thinks about uh, you know, a, a cup, like a, gl- a glass that you're holding. If you drop it on the ground, it breaks. That's fragile. If we think about the plastic cup, right, that you that I, I would give to a three-year-old um, and I drop it on the ground, it doesn't break. That's durable. And so you think of uh, anti-fragile and durable as being opposites. But Nassim makes the case that they're actually not. Fragile and anti-fragile are the opposites. So instead of something... Um, not being damaged by stress, of it being durable or being damaged by stress, you have this third state of anti-fragile, which is where something actually improves through stress and needs um, this stress and adversity and challenge in order to survive. And he makes the case that people, humans, are anti-fragile. And so if we live, like if we're on the space station right now, we're in a zero gravity environment, that stress is, go- or the, the lack of gravity, lack of stress is going to make our bodies degrade. And so uh, he talks a lot about how with children, they're very anti-fragile. And so you need to put them into these challenging environments and push them. Um, otherwise, they're not going to grow. They're not going to learn. And so it's a really interesting concept because we know that as individuals, as parents, as, as humans, as creators, we're anti-fragile. And so when we look at this time of a crazy amount of adversity coming on us from all sides, realize that, oh, Maybe this isn't the amount of stress that we would ask for, but we know that this is making us better. And that perfect time, you know, sitting on the beach without any stress or anxiety or, or anything like that isn't pushing us to grow. So uh, those would be the resources that we have. Love that. So our, our, we've got a closing thought, and this came out of, uh, I think, a conversation you were having with your wife yeah. the other night, and I thought it was a wonderful thing. I'll just share that. Um, my preface to this is that I was walking my dog. I've got two dogs. Um, I was talking to my dogs the other day and Portland is famous for its rain. I live in Portland, if you didn't know that about me. And lately we've been getting a lot more sunshine and it was blue skies. Sun was out, you know, it was chilly, but flowers were starting to come out on a tree. And I just thought, man, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. And that's really challenging. But in this, this individual moment, I'm really grateful for how beautiful this weather is and how calming this walk is right now. And so anyways, I think that this, this story and closing thought from you is very much in that vein and kind of helps, helps us all refocus on the things that we can control right now. Yeah. So Hillary and I were talking on Sunday night and we had made the decision to take the boys out of school. And then, you know, we'd inform the teachers and then like five hours later, they're like, great school is canceled. So we put in a decent amount of like stress of like, are we making the right call or not? And then Anyway, I wish they would have just canceled school a little earlier. But uh, Hillary and I were thinking about this of, okay, what do we do? Like, uh, the boys are, are home. The thing, the activities that they love, swim lessons, um, soccer, all of that, it's all canceled. 
what are we doing this? It, it just feels like everything is hard. And then what we realize is, well, as a family, we're going to spend way more time together. And so the question that we came to is, okay, how do we make this a really special time for our family? One that as weird as it sounds, we look back on fondly as, oh, that was when we played board games every night, or that's when, you know, we finished the entire Harry Potter series, start to finish, you know, reading to them every night or whatever it is. Like, how do we as parents and as spouses really put in the effort to take something that none of us wanted to happen and turn it into something where years later we'll look back on and think it's something really special. Because I remember as a kid growing up when the power went out, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Anything that disrupted normal life, I thought was was really, really cool. And so, you know, our kids are going to see, like they see and feel the stress that we're feeling. <laughs> kids are incredibly perceptive that way. And so it's just like, okay, how can we be deliberate about it? How can we channel this into something that's really meaningful and we look back on for a long time to come and say, you know, we created habits, we created special moments in our family that we're proud of. Yeah. I love that so much. And, you know, whether any one of us on this call and hopefully no one will be, but whether any one of us is, uh, ends up getting the illness or goes through that with a family member or friend, it's just one of those times where you got to make the best of it, you know, because all you can control is what's right in front of you. And, uh, at the end of the day, family matters, you know, I think to most people it matters most, uh, in all the world. And if we can, do nothing other than have a positive impact on that environment at home. We'll come out of the stronger and, and in a good spot. So, okay. 35 minutes. Not bad. Not bad for, for the first go round. Sounds good. We did it. Well, we will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. I think we'll do, we'll drop a link. We'll figure out the URLs. We'll figure out everything. Uh, but definitely uh, subscribe to the ConvertKit YouTube channel. Cause I know for sure it'll pop up if you do that. And then by tomorrow we should have this on uh iTunes and everything else. So it's great to spend time with you. Um, try to channel some of that anxiety into creating in the next 24 hours. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye y'all. Stay healthy. Thanks for listening to The Future Belongs to Creators. We're the makers of ConvertKit, where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living by building software that helps you build an audience of loyal fans. ConvertKit is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project. To start building your audience with a landing page and to send emails up to 500 subscribers for free, go to landingpage.new. That's landingpage.new to get started with the free ConvertKit account today. We'll see you next time.